I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Happy Friday. So let's talk about how I didn't have an episode last week. Let's discuss that for a second. Um, so here's what happened. I started recording, and something happened where I had to stop. I got so fed up with what was going on, with what I had to do. It was just, it's just a mess. So I thought I had recorded the episode. Turns out I didn't record the episode. Then it was way too late. And I was just over it. So that's why I didn't have an episode last week. I'm sorry. I just really fucking dropped the ball on that. So again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm sure you got to listen to some other fabulous podcasts. So there's that. I was just looking out for you guys. That's really all I was doing. Yep, that was it. So anyway, hi, it's today was the last day of work before winter break and so now I'm officially on winter break and it feels fucking amazing huh. I am not drinking alcohol yet I am drinking hot chocolate out of my amazing heat changing Harry Potter mug that I got from my friend Carrie um, and I love it so much And my husband laughs at me because in the morning, if I am drinking tea or hot chocolate or 
coffee out of it. I'll get it out of the cabinet and I'll say, good morning, Hogwarts. And then I will pour the hot beverage in and just watch it light up. Guys, if you are a big Harry Potter nerd like me, you need this coffee mug. Um, I got it at TJ Maxx. It was awesome. So anyway, uh -uh -uh. let's talk about some stuff, shall we? You know I'm on Instagram, Lattes and Legends. You know I'm on Facebook, Lattes and Legends Podcast. The website, lattesandlegendspodcast.com. You also know that I have merch on there. So buy some. Happy holidays. I will probably be going stir crazy because as much as I love to be off of work, I also love having structure and a schedule and it's really hard for me um, when I have long amounts of time off of work to like focus and not just like goof off because it, I don't know, I guess I don't do it very well. Um, so I might make another podcast tonight tomorrow Sunday the next two weeks we'll see where I might just goof off um, it's supposed to be snowing a lot which is awesome um, so I'll let you know what I'm doing so um, last episode was about haunted dolls so I decided that I would go down the rabbit hole of haunted dolls and oh I did. Um, so there'll probably be a part three of Haunted Dolls. Um, so for today, I'm going to talk about the infamous Annabelle the doll and Harold the doll. Um, got pretty creeped out by both of these. Uh, so there's that. Um, if you have seen the Conjuring, you know, about Annabelle. Uh, I guess she's in other movies, none of which I've seen. I've seen The Conjuring, and I've read a lot about Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are the um, mediums, I think they were, uh, that helped the family that had Annabelle or whatever. So let's dive in to Annabelle the doll. She sits in a glass case, and there's an inscription of the Lord's Prayer. She has a stitched smile resting underneath her red yarn hair. But beneath her case is a postcard size sign that says, warning, positively, do not open. To the uninformed, she looks like any other oversized Raggedy Ann doll that was produced in the early 20th century. But the Annabelle doll is anything she has been blamed for demonic possession and at, at least two near-death experiences. Hmm. But people have been fascinated with her, hence the multi-million dollar franchise of movies about her. So, is she just a toy? Is she a human host? Some sort of vessel for demonic spirit? Or just a doll to make money off movies. So let's, let's find out. 
So here's the history of the real Annabelle doll. So she doesn't share the same porcelain skin and lifelike features as the doll in the movies. Uh, she is stitched. She has a half smile and bright orange triangular nose. And basically, like I said, she looks like Raggedy Ann doll. If you were to ask Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, they would tell you that the stark warnings across her dart or across her glass case are more than necessary. According to the demonologist couple, the doll is responsible for two near-death experiences, one fatal accident, and a string of demonic activities spanning almost 30 years. Yikes. The first of these infamous hauntings, hauntings can allegedly be traced back to 1968 when she was a brand new toy. Wow, it's an old doll. The story was told to the Warrens by two young women and was retold for years after by the Warrens. As the story goes, the Annabelle doll had been a gift to a young nurse named Donna or Deidre. It just depends on who is telling the story. From her mother for her 28th birthday. So let's just take a moment there. Ladies or gentlemen, whatever you're into, if you turn 28 and your mom got you a doll, what would you do? I'm going to take a sip of my hot cocoa and let you think about that. Oh, you're back. Here's what I would do, guys. If my mom gave me a doll on my 28th birthday, I haven't been 28 in a really long time, but when I was 28, if someone gave me a doll, I would probably laugh in their face and look at them like, what? What? What the hell? What did you just get for me? Like, what? No. 28-year-old women don't want a doll for their fucking birthday. I'm sorry. Anyway, Donna, that's what she got. Donna apparently was thrilled with the gift. She brought it back to her apartment and shared it with another young nurse named Angie. At first, the doll was an adorable accessory, sitting on the sofa in the living room and greeting visitors. But before long, the two women began to notice that Annabelle seemed to move on her own. Donna would leave her on the living room sofa before leaving for work, only to come home in the afternoon and find her in the bedroom with the door shut. The roommates would often find notes left throughout the home, reading, Help me. According to the women, the notes were written on parchment paper, which the girls did not keep in their home. <laughs> um, what? Let's see. Uh-uh. This is when you start burning shit. Like dolls. Because, no. Mm -mm. Furthermore, Angie's boyfriend, known only as Lou, was in the apartment one afternoon while Donna was out and heard some rustling in her room as if someone had broken in. Upon inspection, he found no sign of forced entry, but found the Annabelle doll lying face down on the ground. Suddenly, he felt a searing pain on his chest and looked down to find bloody claw marks running across it. Two days later, the claw marks were gone. Following his experience, the women invited a medium over to help solve their spiritual problem. The medium held a seance and told the women that 
the doll was inhabited by a spirit of a deceased child named Annabelle, whose body had been found years earlier on the site where their apartment building had been built. Oh, yikes. The medium claimed the spirit was benevolent and simply wanted to be loved and cared for. The two young nurses reportedly felt bad for the spirit and consented to allow her to take up permanent residence in the doll. <laughs> no. Friends. Just no. Absolutely not. <sighs> Here we go. As far as the Warrens were concerned, that was where the young nurse's troubles started. The Warrens believed that there was actually a demonic force in search of a human host within Annabelle and not a benevolent force. So the Warrens said this about the case. Spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people. An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or an object, and this is what occurred in the doll. The spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get true recognition. The spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll. It was looking to go to a human. <sighs> Be it as it may, the young nurses were yet unaware of the demon's intentions. In an attempt <clears throat> to get rid of their, of the spirit, they called a priest. Um, his name is Father Hegan. Hegan contact Hegan contacted his super superior. Whoa, friends, I'm having a hard time with words. Hegan contacted his superior, Father Cook, who called the Warrens. Immediately, the Warrens. Um, hold on. Alleged what was happening. Sorry. They noted all the signs of demonic possession, including teleportation, materialization, and the marks of the beast. Doll moving on its own, parchment paper, claws. The Warrens ordered an exorcism of the apartment to be performed by Father Cook. Then they took Annabelle out of the apartment and took her to their occult museum, her final resting place, in hopes that the demonic reign would end. They would later claim they were wrong. Mm -mm -mm. So here's some other hauntings. Following her removal from Donna and Angie's apartment, the Warrens noted several other paranormal experiences involving Annabelle. The first was just minutes after they took possession of her. After the exorcism of the apartment, the Warrens buckled Annabelle into the backseat of their car and vowed not to take the highway in case she had some sort of power over them. However, even the safer back roads proved too risky for the couple. On their way home, Lorraine claimed that the brakes either stalled or failed several times, resulting in a near disastrous crash. Lorraine claimed that as soon as Ed pulled the holy water from his bag and doused it on the doll, the problem with the brakes disappeared. Upon arriving home, Ed and Lorraine placed the doll in Ed's study. There, they reported that the doll levitated and moved about the house. Even when they placed in her in the locked office of an outer building, the Warrens claimed that she would turn up inside their house. 
finally, they decided to lock her up for good. They had a specialty made case of wood and glass made. And it was inscribed with the Lord's Prayer and Michael's Prayer. For the rest of his life, Ed would periodically say a binding prayer over the case, ensuring that the sinister spirit and the doll remained good and trapped. Since being locked up, Annabelle hasn't moved, though it is alleged that her spirit has found other ways to reach the earthly plane. Once, a priest who was visiting the Warrens picked up Annabelle and discounted her demonic abilities. Ed warned the priest about mocking the demons inside of her, but the young priest just laughed at him. On his way home, he was involved in a near-fatal crash that totaled his new car. Mm. He had claimed to see Annabelle in his rearview mirror just before the accident. Uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. People. When I tell you to leave shit alone, leave shit alone. Plain and simple. Years later, another visitor <clears throat> rapped on the glass of her case and laughed at how silly people were that believed in her. On his way home, he reportedly lost control of his motorcycle and crashed headfirst into a tree. He was killed instantly and his girlfriend just barely survived. Mm-mm. She claimed that at the time of the accident, the couple had been laughing about the Annabelle doll. Guys, spiritual karma is not okay. It's not cool. Just don't, don't fuck with shit like this. I'm telling you. Not okay. Um, let's see. Over the years, the Warrens continued to recount these tales as proof of the Annabelle doll's power though none of these stories could be corroborated. The names of the young priests and the motorcyclists were never divulged. Neither Donna nor Angie, the two nurses who were the first victims, ever came forward with their story. Neither Father Cook nor Father Hegan appeared to have mentioned their exorcisms of her ever again. Mm, yeah. Mm. So basically all of this is the word of the Warrens. Um, so, Ed and Lorraine Warren have both died. Um, their legacy has been carried on by their daughter, Judy, and her husband, Tony Spera. Until his death in 2006, Ed Warren considered Spera his demonology protege and entrusted him with continuing his work, which included caring for their occult artifacts. Those artifacts include the Annabelle doll. And Sparrow did not take this task very lightly. He always cautions visitors that come to visit. Is it dangerous? Sparrow said about the doll. Yes, it is the most dangerous object in this museum. Yes. Mm. Um, so well, that is the story of Annabelle the doll. Um, so let's talk <laughs> really quick. Oh, one more thing. Uh, it says that to, what does the article say? To those who still doubt the Annabelle doll's powers, Tony Spera leaves a nugget of wisdom that is hard to argue with. In his demonic defense, he likens disturbing Annabelle to playing Russian roulette. There might be one bullet in the chamber. 
Do you pull the trigger or do you just put the gun down and leave it alone? In short, Annabelle and her supposed possession might be simply the work of a highly imaginative story. But guys, you really, is this something you really want to risk? It's a really good question. Um, yeah, so I'm going to finish my hot chocolate and I'll be right back with Harold the doll. And I'm back. I totally think I forgot to tell you the sources of the last one. So Annabelle the doll came from bustle.com and allthingsinteresting.com and of course old trusty friend wikipedia all right um so now i'm gonna talk about harold the doll harold the doll this came from buzzfeed wattpad w-a-t-t pad.com and theghostdiaries.com um and i'm gonna read um some true stories of harold the doll and then we're just going to kind of talk about it from there. So, Harold is said to be one of the first dolls sold on eBay, and his original auction sparked international interest from paranormal investigators. Um, so, stories about the doll's owners vary. It's said that they suffer from sudden illness or injury shortly after noticing that he smiles at them. Oh, God. <clears throat> Um, friends, I'll post some pictures of the dolls. I kind of dropped the ball on that for the last ones, but I'll catch up and we'll have lots of posts on Instagram and Facebook of these amazing creepy ass dolls. All right, so here we go. The doll was called Haunted Harold on eBay. So many people started viewing and bidding on the doll. So this was what was written about the doll on eBay from the seller quote I'm sure it's happened to us at least once or twice you know walking around a flea market or antique mall looking for a treasure or two and you come upon a beat-up looking doll you think to yourself oh that's charming or the doll who or sorry the child who owned this doll must have really loved this thing but what I thought after seeing the doll is offered today should never ever be repeated. This doll was first purchased in a small dirt lot in a quaint town of Webster, Florida. Webster is very charming, industrial, and it's about 60 miles southwest of Gainesville. They have a weekly flea market offering treasures, bargains, aisles of kettle corn. Anyway, I digress. I had arrived at the flea market fairly late in the day when most people were packing up to go home. This is when I saw an elderly man placing the doll in a box. It looked interesting, so I asked the man if I could see it. The conversation went something like this. You want to see it? You don't want to see this doll. Me. I sure do. What do you want for it? Well, this is a good question because it's very old. The man looked like he was about to cry. It was my son's. I bought it for him when he was born and he passed away a few years after. This doll has sat in my workshop for over 60 years. I wasn't going to bring it out today, but I figured I just needed to get it out of here. Anyways, I want 20 bucks for it. So I gave the guy 20 bucks, put it in a bag, walked away. When I was halfway down the aisle, the man came running over, visibly out of breath. He said, I have to warn you about something. I can't let you take him like this. 
The reason it has been in my shed is that the doll brought an eerie presence into our house after our son died. We would hear crying and singing from his bedroom, and when we went to check, there was nothing, just the doll. Other things started to happen too, and the priest told me I should just burn the doll. I tried and tried, but it wouldn't burn. That's why his legs and arms are so worn. Anyway, I just wanted you to know. I told him okay, and I laughed to myself as I walked away. That was until I got home, and my life has never been the same. <laughs> Two days later, my cat died. My girlfriend left me for the pool guy. I began to have chronic migraines, and this was only two days after purchasing the doll. A week later, I began to hear children laughing and crying in my basement. Every time I would check it out, of course, nothing. This doll has been in an armadillo coffin in my basement for the last year and a half, and I need to get rid of it. I really do believe it's cursed. Sometimes I touch it, and it seems like it has a pulse. Maybe I'm paranoid. Maybe not. The doll measures 21 inches tall. Its head, arms, and legs are all composition. The eyes are closed when it's lying down. But ask any and all questions before you bid on this doll. I have not had it out of the coffin in years, so if it anything else happens this week i will be sure to let you know this auction is sold as is with no returns please winner pays exact shipping and optional insurance check out my other auctions blah 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 um <laughs> the doll had over a hundred thousand views and the winning bidder got the doll for seven hundred dollars but the woman didn't pay the second bidder got it for 300 but she sold on another family because she couldn't handle it. A friend of the seller now owns the doll. She had a couple of odd things going on after she took the doll. A friend of hers came over to see the doll after she heard the strange things. A month later, the friend developed a brain tumor and died. Before that, she was completely healthy. A week later, another friend took on the doll. A month later, he fell down a flight of stairs to his death. Oh my God. The woman in her, was in her bedroom one night. She heard noises downstairs. She went to check it out and find, found Harold sitting in a chair. He looked like he was smiling at her. Whenever she's around Harold, she always feels like she's being watched. Her friends and family don't want to go near him, so he's locked in the basement. The doll continues to be sold to different people, but no one has really kept him. Ooh, so that is just one of the stories. Um, and that was on the what, whatpad.com. So this one is a little bit longer and it is from ghostdiaries.com. Um, it was written about four years ago, so I'll try to, um, find the highlights of it. Um, so I don't have to, uh, talk incessantly about it. Um, all right, so this is from a, an author named Joni Mahan, and like I said, this is on the ghostdiaries.com. Here we go. Again, this is all in Miss, Mrs. Miss Mahan's words, not mine. Please pray for me. I'm being attacked. Was the message I received from my new friend Anthony late one Monday evening. I immediately sprung up to, into action, setting off a chain of events that leave me pondering the sanity of my life. 
Um, I met Anthony at Terrapin Traders, which was a small new age shop in Gardner, Massachusetts. I went there because I teach a paranormal one-on-one class. He came into the store before my class. I recognized him immediately because I had just seen his Facebook photo. I couldn't remember his name, but I knew who he was. You're the owner of the Haunted Herald doll, I said as I introduced myself. I like to think of myself as Harold's caretaker, he told me. Hmm. Within 24 hours of the fateful meeting, I learned a great deal about Anthony and Harold, more than I bargained for. As soon as I learned, Anthony wasn't the kind of person who easily bought into the concept of haunted items. He initially purchased the doll in 2004, at the same time he supposedly purchased other haunted items, hoping to write a book about his experiences. The doll wasn't even remarkable. It was a 1930s knockoff made from some parts of other dolls, and it was in really bad condition. The woman who had sold it to him worried about his safety after he won the bid on eBay. She told him it wasn't haunted, it was cursed. She even offered him um, his money back, but he told her to keep it because a deal is a deal. There was something about the doll that intrigued him. As soon as the doll got to his door, he put an EMF detector near it, hoping to get a spike. But he was disappointed because the needle didn't budge. He even tried to record an EVP um, near the doll, but there was nothing. It was completely blank. Um, he shrugged it off and still thought it would make a really good chapter in his book. He put a crucifix and a container of holy water in the box before sealing it up. Better safe than sorry, he said. Several days later, he brought the doll to his friend April, who was a psychometrist. I don't know what that is, guys. I really don't. Um, uh, 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 uh. Anthony had the foresight to record the session on his digital recorder and was shocked to hear what was recorded. There were ghost voices. Um, and he, when he played it back, it said, shut up, bitch. Followed by an angry roar and then said, I'm going to kill you, bitch. Oh, yikes. Anthony was not sure what to make of it. He wanted more information on the doll from a psychic medium, but everyone he approached was already familiar with the doll's story, and he didn't, they didn't want to have anything to do with it. So he put it in storage for eight years and moved on with his life. In 2013, he pulled the doll out of storage and posted a picture of Harold online that was immediately met with stories. People became dizzy, suddenly got headaches just from looking at the photos. One person woke up in the middle of the night, feeling as though Harold was staring at her from the shadows. After telling his story on Darkness Radio, he was put in touch with the producer of Ghost Adventures. They wanted to bring Harold to the Island of Dolls, which is a remote island outside of Mexico City in Mexico. Ooh, maybe I'll talk about the Island of Dolls next week. Hmm, anyway... Um, Anthony warned them to be careful with the doll, uh, because its left arm was nearly detached. So while filming Ghost Adventures, the lead investigator and host of the show picked up the doll and later found three small bruises on his own left arm. They look surprisingly like the fingerprints of a child. 
The host of the show brought the doll to a psychic medium near the island who confirmed that the doll was definitely haunted. She felt there were multiple souls attached to the doll, one of whom was a a dangerous woman with mental instability who would hurt anyone that got near the doll. Um, You guys apparently can watch this episode too if you want to check that out. After the show aired, Anthony got tons of messages about the doll. People watched the episode, had headaches, felt the presence of Harold looming nearby as though he came through their television to pay them a visit. Others hoped to provide Anthony with more information. One of these people was a woman from Australia. This is where Anthony was introduced to Vincent, her six-year-old autistic son. Vincent drew a picture of the doll and told his mother that children wanted to go outside in the sunshine, but the black blob wouldn't let them. Over the course of the next year, Anthony per- Vincent provided Anthony with more information. Other people around the world continued to message Anthony. Um, they even said that this doll was a demon. Um, one woman said that she owned it and started coughing up blood. Um, oh, what else, what else, what else? So one Sunday afternoon, Anthony found his way to the nearest coffee shop. He ordered a coffee and looked around on a man for, for a man who was writing on paper, but he didn't see anyone. Um, so I guess he was trying to find this man. As he passed um, the store next door, something caught his eye. It was an advertisement for a Paranormal 101 class. That is where we met. All right, so that is the story from Miss Mahan. Um, and there's some pictures of them on the website. I guess it's called theghostdiaries.com. Um, let's see. So yeah, uh, I know that's kind of anticlimactic. Uh, there are a ton of books about Harold the Haunted Doll. And there's lots lots and lots and lots of people um, who have discussed uh, the idea of he's haunted or not. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? We've talked about this already. Dolls really creep me out. Um, but somehow I'm fascinated with learning more about them and the haunted ones suggest. Yeah, I don't know. It's super cool. Um, like I said, I'll be posting some pictures on Instagram and Facebook and uh, I think I might make another hot chocolate and just enjoy my evening Uh, if you know anything about dolls or have had a visit from a haunted doll let me know tell me what you think and I hope to talk to you guys Sunday ish and I hope everyone has a lovely weekend happy holidays do your snow dance. I will talk to you guys later. And yeah, don't let the dolls get you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.